It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, and our Game of Thrones expert, Shark, will be joining us coming up shortly. This is the only time, I think maybe ever, I will indeed have to edit it in post uh, due to like the 4th of July scheduling, all that non-stuff. Uh, we pre-recorded the, uh, the meat of, of the podcast, and then I'm going to sort of do the beginning and the end after. So we have a Game of Thrones Season 7 preview edition here coming up shortly and so we have a lot to get to so let's just dive right into this week All right, it's been a little over a week since our last episode, so we have a handful of things to discuss, including we have a a launch date for Rick and Morty Season 3 on Adult Swim. They had a little trailer. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. It is going to debut on July 30th. I'm Pickle Rick! Can't wait. This is a show we don't talk enough about, I feel like, and it's one that you can shotgun all the episodes. If you've never seen Rick and Morty, that's fine. Maybe you don't watch a lot of Adult Swim uh, it's it's hilarious. It's one of these shows that's really smart, but then it's just so outlandish with what it does. The voices are tremendous in the in the whole series. I would go back. I think it's all on Hulu. I don't know who has Hulu, but I believe it's all on Hulu, or it's on demand. If you go through Adult Swim, they won't have all the episodes, but it's not a show that you necessarily need to watch in order. And I think the Adult Swim website, you can check that out as well. There's only, I want to say, 20 total episodes or maybe 25, whatever it is. Only two seasons worth. Uh, hilarious. Can't wait for season three. And again, that comes out on July 30th. A couple of things I can wait for and may always just continue to wait for are Inhumans. We discussed this last week on the podcast, but the Inhumans trailer, that's going to be out in the fall on ABC. You guys are probably going to have to let me know how that is. I know some of you, I'm sure, will we'll jump right in. We've gotten some feedback after we we tweeted out the trailer about hey it, it's it's on a- ABC you know Agents of Shield has gotten good again that's your word not mine I haven't watched Agents of Shield I, I'm just so far behind I said you can't you can't watch everything so I did not watch that uh, Agent Carter was decent I watched the the first season and a half maybe of that and so we'll see what Inhumans has to bring we also got a trailer this past week for Cult of Chucky. That's another another child's play, another Chucky movie. I'm kind of out on that. As far as all the uh, iconic horror villains who I'm big fans of, I was never a child's play guy, never never a Chucky fan. Uh, Evan Peters, who was in the movie The Lazarus Effect, which I did the hot garbage for on the Boxers podcast, uh, he confirms that he will be back as Quicksilver in X-Men Dark Phoenix. I don't think anybody's really excited for X-Men Dark Phoenix, but Quicksilver has been... Uh, he, he was pretty good in the, in the last couple of X-Men movies, but I don't know. Can they even call him Quicksilver there? I forget. It's just... It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, a couple of movies from this week. Baby Driver is out, and apparently it is sick. Wes from the Boxers podcast says it's... Uh, he didn't have a bad thing to say about it in one of his favorite movies of all time. Talked to him about it a little bit. He absolutely... Loved Baby Driver. Also, I saw Goo uh, from Mac and Goo on Twitter was tweeting about how great it was. So this might already be the movie of the year. We're, we're past the halfway point for movies. We still have some more summer blockbusters. And then there's obviously going to be a bunch of you know the, the Academy Award push as we get into the fall and winter. But 
Apparently, everybody loves it. Edgar Wright has made a ton of great movies, obviously, and the the previews look good. The Rotten Tomatoes, I think, the last check was like ninety eight or something. There's like one one idiot who's like, I don't, I don't like this. So that's that's fine. But so Baby Driver is apparently awesome. Apparently, what's not awesome, and I'm not sure, surprised by this at all, is a movie called Beguiled. My wife, or check that, my wife, she saw it with a group of her friends. She said it was not great. This is the one with Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Dakota Fanning's sister, and Colin Farrell's in it. He's like the only dude. I don't know. That's really all I got out of it. I asked her to, to rank it on the Infinity Stone scale, and she said three. So three out of six. Sounds like you can uh, you can go ahead and skip that one. Um, what else we got? Oh, you know what? Let's let's try to squeeze in a... This, this won't go well, but let's try it anyway. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. Yeah, Davey's not here. I just wanted to hear the intro uh, for that, which I really enjoy. Davey's Video Game Minute. I will say our YouTube channel, I've been, uh, I don't have them all up there yet, but I've been putting out different Inhumans, Inhumans, idiot, Injustice 2 uh, super moves. So we have like a dozen of them up there. They're not all up there yet, but some of them are pretty good. The Flash is a really good super move. I don't hate uh, Green Lanterns. And so there's some cool ones if you want to check it out. If you just go to YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. Davey will be back next week. We're going to be talking Spider-Man, but I'm sure he's going to have a whole bunch of stuff to update you with in the video game world as well. as He's going to have a couple of weeks to sit sit there and uh, tell you about some of the new releases and some of the good stuff going on. I think now, because it's a it's a meaty episode, let's get into the uh, the topic du jour. I know what you're you're going to ask, and it is the topic of the day, and that of course is Game of Thrones season seven. It's just around the corner, so we'll look back on season six and we'll look ahead to what we're going to expect here in season seven. Oh, and real quick, I just want to point out uh, this is the first time we've attempted to do it via Google Hangout. So hopefully the audio quality isn't terrible. I'm sure it's not going to be great, but kind of kind of hang in there. I don't know if I should... Was it smart to warn you at the beginning? Now you're going to be listening for it. Should I just mention it at the end like I'm aware of it? I don't, I don't know what the right answer is as far as that's concerned, but here's, here's the episode anyway. Let us know later on. We probably won't do Google Hangout again, but we might. I don't know. You, you tell me. All right, time to talk Game of Thrones. That means we're bringing in our Game of Thrones expert, Shark. Shark, how are you? Doing well, Rich. How you doing? Good. It's good. Good to have you back for another episode. I was looking back in the archives. It's like episode 50-something. It was like forever ago, I feel like, since we talked Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I actually went back and read the book. That's how long it's been. So, Did uh, you really? Holy smokes. I tried yeah. watching some of the episodes. And I, I always say I'm going to like rewatch the season. And I don't get through it because there's like so many other shows to like to watch. But this, I I did the best I could to recap season six. So there's a lot in season. There's six. there's a lot here. We have a whole episode if you want to check our archives. But feel free to stop me with any of this. This kind of goes in order of which uh, of the episodes in the season. So yeah. season six, we have the red woman who turns out she's significantly older than she lets on. Just a bit. And she looks terrible when she takes off that necklace thing. And she does bring Jon Snow back from the dead, though. Because if you remember season five, Jon Snow is, quote, dead. And then yep. she brings him back. So that's sort of the big storyline, I think, with the Red Woman. We also get the Sand Snakes. They kill the, the, like, the male leader of Dorne. Who's that yeah. guy, the king? King of Dorne or something? Yeah, he was Prince of Dorne. Uh, that, was, that was kind of, I think, it's, 
everyone has kind of agreed that's kind of the weakest storyline and no one really knows why that was in there. Yes, that was. And so he's dead. Uh, now, Ramsey, obviously, Ramsey Bolton, uh, Ramsey Snow, whatever you want to call him, he's a big part of this season. He murders his father, Roos Bolton. He also murders uh, Roos Bolton's wife, who is just like, a, she's disgusting. Like, there's just no way around. It's sad, but she's she's gross. She has a baby. The baby's also dead. Uh, you get a, a little battle of the Greyjoys, and Euron Greyjoy murders King Balin Greyjoy. Mm. That was that scene on, like, the... Like the Indiana Jones kind of bridge, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Tyrion frees a couple of dragons. Uh, let's see, Arya was blind. Now she can see. Uh, Rickon, uh, one of the Starks, is given to Ramsay. Uh, you get Sansa and Jon Snow reunite. This is one of the few like happy moments, maybe, of the entire season. Yeah, yeah, that that was a great moment, and really, you know the. Fr- I think it was something like the first time you actually hear Sansa talk to John in the whole series. I think. Yes. That's... Yeah. I think, I think you're right about that. Very uh, well played by the, uh, the directors and the writers to set it up like that. Very yeah, cool. They did, they did a good job of that. Uh, Daenerys uh, burns a bunch of the, the pricks that didn't really believe in her. And then she walks through fire again, which is always exciting. You get the whole, uh, the hold the door episode, the Hodor episode. You, and you yeah. like this, right? Yeah, I, I actually do like this a lot. So that that episode, I think, was not only very well done, and it was very moving, but also I really like the, the storyline aspect of that. We find out huh. that the, the children of the forest were the ones that created the White Walkers to protect themselves from, from mankind, I guess. And you know what's mm-hmm. funny? is I, I was recently watching the very first episode of season mm-hmm. one, and yeah. I forgot that it starts with like White Walkers. Yeah, or the a White Walker anyway. Like that's the first, you see that before you see any of the Starks or any of the Lannisters. Like I completely forgot about that. What a pilot, by the way. Great episode. Like maybe the greatest hour of television. I think it's it's certainly up there. I mean, as far as pilots go, I feel like a lot of times when I go back and look at pilots, you're kind of like, ah, it needs some work, and th- that probably did too. But that sucked me in bad. Yes. Like, yeah. From the get go. Well, I remember because you you had read the, the books and you were telling me about it. I'm like, mm, that's, that show sounds kind of lame. And you're like, okay, just watch the first episode. And then I did. And I was like, I was wrong. And I apologize. <laughs> like, this, yeah. show's, this show's tops. And it, what what got me was, so we saw the first first episode and blew through season one. And then I was just like, there's no way I'm waiting until season two to find out what happens. So yeah, just jumped right into the books. No, it's, it's a good call. Um Jorah Mormont is still rocking the grayscale, and we, the last we see him, he's searching for a cure. He's still alive, though. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. So it's good for him. We 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 find a second Red Lady. Hmm. We don't, I don't feel like we got a lot out of her, but she's wearing the same thing around her neck that the like the OG Red Lady was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe they know each other. You think they know each other? I, th- I think they must. I, it, it's got to be a pretty small world of red ladies. Yes, probably. We get uh, Samuel Tarley. He and his uh, lady and their kid visit his father. And his father's ter- like a terrible guy. And he takes the sword and leaves. That's we see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Arya. She is taken off from the Faceless God. She's done with him. Uh, Jamie attempts to rescue Marjorie. That doesn't go very well. We can get into that here in a moment. Uh, the Hound. We, there's like a whole episode on the Hound last season. Love where the Hound. Him, 
getting back to yeah he, you're a big fan of him and the episode that he was in with ian mcshane i forget the name of the character that he played yeah but he basically like brought him back and like because we thought i he was almost like left for dead this is what oh, the yeah. season before yeah and so was, he's good that that was one where usually if it's an off-screen death i never believe they're dead that's that a good was point. where i was like yeah you know i actually think he is dead and Foolish me. No, yeah, I guess not. And then never again will I believe it. He was, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're also introduced this season to little lady Mormont, Leona Mormont, and, yeah. and she's there in the north. She's a badass character. Uh, Zombie Mountain is another character we get this season, who's really good. Um, let's see. Also later in the season, I think this was in episode nine. Ramsey kills Rickon. Yep. Yeah. And we talked about this on the last episode. That was when he. Shot him with an arrow from like seventy yards away, and the kid was like running and like didn't turn. It was like a terrible death. That was a bad death. Just painful. Like I hate deaths that you really feel like okay, anyone should have been able to avoid that. That's yeah. Like I'm okay with them killing him, but come on, like he could have yeah. just stepped out of the way. Like <laughs> like hey, dude, arrow, like look up. And then he's so he's dead. Um, that same episode is the Battle of the Bastards, which was a crazy yeah. episode. Like that was. Oh, so wow. much action! That was like a Lord of the Rings movie, like with that, with that, that like the sea of people that was in that. But yeah. ultimately, Ramsey is then beaten up by Jon Snow and then fed to his own dogs. And Sansa got to watch, which was pretty sweet. Fantastic revenge kill! That's very high up there as far as uh, revenge goes. <laughs> uh, Cersei, let's go of the uh, was it wildfire or no? What do they call it? Yeah, yeah, wildfire. wildfire. So she lets that go on King's Landing. That kills like everybody. So that kills yeah. Marjorie. It kills Loras and Mace Tyrell. Kills the High Sparrow. Kills Lancel and Kevin Lannister, and like literally hundreds of other people. Just pretty much everybody. And then that also set off uh, Tommen, uh, little King Tommen, to just kill himself, just to say, "I'm out. I'm checking out." And this was the point I think I brought up on our last episode: is that this world is it's pretty terrible right like the mm. like everything goes pretty poorly for most people but even still i think tommen is our only suicide yeah or my maybe i'm i feel like he might be the only one the the only other one i could say that sort of qualifies almost is the maester who tried to poison the red woman, Melisandre. Um, and he he knew that he was going to drink the poison and then gives it to her and she downs it and nothing happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's not really the same as just stepping off in the air <laughs> off a full story balcony. That was a really cool scene. I mean, it was terrible because it's like a kid killing himself, but just yeah. you know, just, just enjoy the show, would you? Like, so it was, it was an enjoyable death nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, you also got Arya... She kills Walder Frey, mm. and that was also she went kind of Cartman Scott Tennerman on him, if you remember, where she she fed <laughs> him his kids or whatever it was, and she almost killed Jamie too. Like she wanted right. to kill Jamie, and she was right there and and didn't do it. Uh, you also find out this season or at the end of the season the Martells and the Tyrells mm. join up. So those are a couple of families that clearly hate the Lannisters, mm-hmm. and so they sort of team up. Uh, Bran is is sort of in and out in this season. Uh, he sees that John is actually the son of Lyanna Stark, Ned's sister, 
and Rhaegar Targaryen, who's Danny's brother, right? Isn't that <laughs> her older brother? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, which I don't think people talk about enough. I think they know that he's a Targaryen, but so he's essentially Danny's nephew. Wait, no. So he would be. Oh, so Jon Snow, you mean? Just now, I'm talking about because that was that was like the fan theory for like a really long time, wasn't it? Or was that sort of pointed out in the books? How how did that play out? The whole Jon Snow, who his parents were. Yeah, so it's it, it's kind of the the mystery, I guess, or the we'll just call it the mystery. That's at the heart of the books, really, and okay. and, and the whole series. Um, it's one of those fan theories that I, I think has all everyone kind of expected it. It did not go the way it did. I think people would have been shocked. Um, it, everyone was kind of expecting it, but it still, it was a pretty clever setup, I think. And uh, it really took some, uh, some close reading, I think, to pick up on it. So I, I certainly didn't. I read the theory somewhere online first and said, ah, oh, yeah. yeah, very clever. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that, that's a, a, just probably the major fan theory out there. And so that's a crazy story that like that ties every character together, really, when you think about it, because so yeah. John Starks, he, he, he is, a, or no, John Snow, excuse me, is a Stark yeah. where you wouldn't think that he was. Right. He is a Stark and not the way that you think he is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like he actually has Stark blood where like you're, you're thinking that he doesn't, but he does. And he also has Targaryen blood, which maybe will help yeah. him ride dragons later. Is my guess. Uh, maybe an ice dragon. No. An ice dragon? Jesus, it just blew my mind. Well, I've, I, I, I've heard that theory. That's one of those ones that's more out there. There's some fan theory that there's dragons underneath the Winterfell. Uh, and that's how like the pipes are so hot and all this stuff. So. Oh, so I do, I do like that. Yeah. Um, and then so you, also, you get uh, Danny, uh, Daenerys, Tyrion, Varys, the dragons. They're all on their way to King's Landing as the season ends yeah and also cersei is now on the throne because like all our kids are dead yep right <laughs> that's, that's what we're dealing with uh also in season six uh asha who was uh like she was a wildling i think right who was like helping out mm-hmm. brandon them. so she's dead she died a while ago and then one one your boy the, the only the last remaining giant is also dead yes yes so that Poor sucks one. anything else from season six I think you've covered it all. Man. All right, that's a shitload of stuff. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to come up with seven questions for season seven, which, oh, by the way, has seven episodes. They're, they're shortening it for this season. So it's only seven episodes. It starts with July 16th or whatever. Uh, so we have seven questions here and then maybe a bonus question, but seven sounds better. So that's, I think, why we're doing seven. So here's, here's the first question, and I'll ask this to you. Uh, we sort of hit on it briefly there at the end, but where did we leave sort of the big three? And I think the big three characters would be Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon Snow. So what what are they up to right now? Yeah, so Daenerys and Tyrion, they are, as you had mentioned, making their way back to Westeros. Um, I, I think the eventual end game is King's Landing, um, but who knows where they're going to land. It looks like in some of the trailers they stop uh, – Oh, and Daenerys makes her at least temporary throne at Dragonstone, uh, which was uh, uh, held by her family. I think was previously held by, uh, I want to say Stannis. Uh, that was one of his holdouts. Okay. But um, it, it, 
you know, a lot of the marketing materials and the trailers and that stuff where they're showing the multiple thrones. Uh, one is Cersei, obviously, on the Iron Throne. Um, one is Daenerys in, uh, in this Dragonstone throne, and the other is uh, Jon Snow, kind of king in the north. Um, and so, uh, so it, it's going to be interesting where to see where she makes her, her stand and where she wants to set up shop in Westeros. But, um, yeah, her and Tyrion are on their way to Westeros, which is, it seems like it is taking forever uh, to happen, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's finally going to happen. It's kind of, it's almost hard to believe. Well, it does make sense that everything takes forever. Cause also going back to the pilot episode, when the Lannisters show up in, um, in uh, Winterfell, they're basically, well, I think they say it took them like three months to get there or like something like that. So like, it makes sense that it takes forever to travel anywhere. Yeah. And so- my other question is, I forget. Does does Jamie know that Tyrion is still alive? I do not believe so. Um, or does not- Cersei like do either one of them like if they see him, will they be absolutely shocked? So I they don't know if he's alive or dead. Okay. Uh, so they, it, I didn't think so. I I just I forgot because I remember. He took off, and then I know he was with Varys for a little bit, and he was hiding, and then obviously he, he teamed up with Daenerys. But it's been a long time since he's seen his brother or sister. Yeah, and so one of the things that I'm really looking forward to in this season is to see that reunion, uh, particularly between Tyrion and Jaime. Yeah. Um, when, when they last left off, Tyrion, J- Jaime basically saved Tyrion by letting him out of the dungeon. And instead of hopping on the ship right away and escaping. He goes up and kills his father and then tells Jamie, you know what? I killed your son. Um, I am the monster. And he, even though he didn't really. Um, so who knows what Jamie right. and how he's feeling towards Tyrion. Um, there's a lot of obviously bad things between them. And, uh, and, but I, I'm not convinced that at, at the end of the day, Jamie is going to pick Cersei over Tyrion. No, I don't think so either. And I think isn't one of the theories that eventually Cersei's comeuppance will be by Jamie of all people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great theory. One one that I I believe in pretty strongly, and I think think it's pretty cleverly done. Because um, the King Slayer would be a Queen Slayer. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Another sort of merit badge thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but. Uh, there's a Cersei and, and this is in both the books and the show Cersei, when she's a young girl gets her fortune told by some, some woods, witch, and, um, yes, and yes. the prophecy says, um, basically your downfall will be at the hands of, and there's this term called the or something like that. Um, and it translates loosely to little brother. Um, it, and, uh, so obviously the the obvious thought is it's Tyrion. Tyrion she's right. older than Jamie as well. So it would still fit there. And didn't that same witch tell her that all of her kids would die before her? Yes. And that has already come true. Yes. And she and she knew everything about like the number of kids they would have, uh, her and Robert. So she said like Robert would have twenty kids and you would have three, but like none together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So. Um 
Oh, quickly on Robert. I don't know if they've already announced this or not, but you know how they're doing like a bunch of spinoffs for Game of Thrones? I feel like a Robert Baratheon and like Robert's Revenge or whatever the hell that was called, Robert's Rebellion, like that would make for a awesome series. I totally agree. Um, I heard that George R.R. Martin does not want to have that be a spinoff because he wants to write it, which I think is ridiculous. He's obviously not writing anything. <laughs> so just let other people do it and turn it into a show. And yeah, like, like everybody wins. All right. So what about Jon Snow? Where is he and what is he doing now? Yes, yeah, so Jon Snow has just won the, the Battle of the Bastards, um, and he's, he's basically been proclaimed now the new King of the North. Um, and now I think his decision is, where do I go from here? Do I go back up north uh, towards the White Walkers and fight that battle, or do, does he continue south and try to uh, reunite the kingdom, so to speak, and, and set things right there? Um, I think I really have no clue what he's going to do. Uh, <laughs> it, I would have guessed that he would head back north, but maybe he thinks there's they need to reunite the kingdom in order to head north and have any type of fighting. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens there. And then also his relationship with Sansa doesn't seem great. Yeah, that's one where I... It's really kind of mysterious as to where it lies. Uh, Sansa did not tell John about um, uh, Littlefinger, right? Littlefinger, yeah. Him and his uh, his army of men and his kind of reinforcements who came in at the last minute and um, saved the day. Yep, and really saved the day. But she knew about them and held that information out, and that's that's kind of mysterious to me. That was weird. All right, number two on our seven questions for season seven. For you, Sharp, what character or storyline are you most looking forward to? Uh, you know, it probably has to be Danny coming to Westeros. Um, I'm interested to see how people will, will receive that. Um, also, very interested to see what her dragons do in battle. Um, I think <laughs> it looks like there's going to be a ton of big battles, which uh, Game of Thrones really does better than anyone. Um, so it's probably has to be that that's probably an obvious one, but we've been waiting so long. There's been so much set up and sort of so many yeah. hurdles to get to this point. We finally have dragons and, and it's, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I, I actually love how they have drawn it out like this. Like it is kind of realistic. Uh, you know, you've, you've had a long time for the characters to grow into who they are now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and really address various challenges first before they get to sort of this big finish. I think for me, I think Arya has been maybe through the first five seasons was my favorite character. And then season six, it was kind of a, like a lull, like it kind of, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I, I know what's going on here. The whole thing with like the faceless guy and then the other girl who she ended up killing at the end. Like, mm-hmm. It took yep. forever to get there. And so maybe it was a good payoff, but I thought they dragged it on too long. So now that she's kind of like a one woman assassin, kind of like on her own, like she already killed one guy. She's just going through dudes on her list right now. And we know how long her list is. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what she's doing. And at the same time, uh, somebody who's on her list, Jamie Lannister, who is a guy who's a prick, but then you end up really Mm -hmm. liking him. And he's so conflicted, I think right now as to like, 
whose side he's he's really on. And he's also teaming up with Braun a little bit now, who's a great character. And so like those two yeah. guys together and just Jamie individually, interested to see where, where he ends up going this season. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the Arya thing for a while. As someone who's kind of more of a the book reader who's read the books, I felt like it actually, Arya's training, if you will, seemed to happen very quickly to me relative to the mm. books. Um, so that's just interesting point of view. But it makes sense. Like I, because if she's going to turn into this badass, like it couldn't just be overnight. Like, oh. like that, that would be so on, that wouldn't make any sense. And you wouldn't like it. Like you could tell she was sort of a natural, again, going back to the pilot episode, she can take a bow and arrow and boom, bullseye it while brand can't even like get the arrow out of the thing. You know what I mean? That she, so, you know, she's yeah. already kind of skilled, but yep. it does make sense that she was, I don't know. I just thought like Jagan Hagar to me was such a great character. And then he kind of took a turn for me and I was less like, he seemed so badass and awesome. And then he just got kind of, I don't know, maybe too mm. weird or too abstract for me. I was like, okay, like at a, just, just go assassinate people. <laughs> just, do, just do that. I kind of agree with you. There is a bit too much mystery around, like, what is his end game? Like, yeah, does he really care about Arya being like no one? Like, are you truly no one? Like, did he really want? I think no. Uh, to that, I, I don't think so either. So when when he sends the the other woman, the the I think they call her the Waif, yes. uh, after her. Like, I think he knew Arya was going to come out on top. Uh, and I think that was kind of like her, obviously her final big test. And then it was like, okay, you're one of us now, no matter what you say, even if you, you're still Arya Stark. Yeah. And I just think that too, with that guy, nothing's really by mistake. And the way he rescued her like a couple of times, like that wouldn't happen. Like he got himself like locked up. Like he, that guy would not be locked up ever. You know, remember he was in the cage when he first met her. Yeah, that's there's that's, no chance he'd be in there. That's a exactly that's a huge question. It's like, what was he doing? So that that's one of the main reasons I I think a lot of people theorize that he is actually Serio Serio Florel, her water dancing teacher. Yes, uh, I can that's, see that. That's kind of like why he was in the in the neighborhood. Yeah, that that would not surprise me. All right, so number three on our questions here. Who will be the first significant character to die this season? Hmm. And again, last season when we went over the list, we had uh, Roose Bolton, uh, Baylon Greyjoy, Hodor, Rickon, Ramsey, Marjorie, the Tyrells, High Sparrow, a couple of Lannisters, Tommen, Walder Frey, Asha, 1-1, uh, all of them dead. So somebody like that, they don't have to be, you know, one of the top three or four characters, but somebody who has a name and has several lines. Yeah. You know, I was giving some thought to this and I think it's going to be one of those gut punch ones um, where it's someone who I think is probably more of a, is more popular with fans than he is important to the storyline. Um, so when I was going down the list, uh, Bron was the name that kept popping up. Oof. That would be bad. Yeah, because they've definitely killed some really popular characters in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Oberlin Martell comes to mind. Like, Oberlin was sweet. And when he died, you're like, you're kind of pissed. Um, you know, obviously, like, Rob Stark and Ned Stark. There's been, like, a whole bunch. I think the, the probably, like, the safe money 
would be Jorah Mormont because like yeah. you know he's on borrowed time, but yep. they might they might jump somebody ahead of him. Or yeah. do you think do you think he'll ever just turn into like a rock person? You know, I I don't. I think he's gonna die before that. I think he's gonna like sacrifice himself somehow. That's um, true. But I but I think they're gonna drag that one out a little bit. Um, so you're going with Braun? Yeah. So I I would say Jorah is a I have a higher degree of confidence that he's not going to make it through the season, but I don't think he's going to be one of the first to go. So I think right. Ron is going to be a, a quick exit. Uh, um, yeah. Cause I mean, there's so many possibilities just the way this show okay. is, you know, like it, it, you could take a stab at anybody could now, who do you want to see die? That's a tough one. Um, Yes, I'm gonna have to go Theon Greyjoy. Oh, that's actually a really good one. I wasn't even thinking. I forgot all about Reek. Um, Theon's a great one. I was thinking Sam. I was getting so sick of Sam. Oh, I I'm with you. Sam's lame. Sam, Sam not do it. Um, yeah, he's he stays over the top, cowardly, and just annoying. Davos might not live very long. I like Davos. I don't want to include him here, but he might be a character that, especially now that um, uh, Marine or whatever the girl's name was that he like cared for, now that she's gone, Davos, Shireen, yeah, Shireen, Davos may be sort of on borrowed time. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad one either. All right, number four, uh, sort of the opposite vein, which character are you the most confident will survive the whole season? The, the, so the, the obvious place I would say that I would first jump to would kind of be the big three, Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon Snow. Yeah. However, I'm not super confident all three are going to make it. Um, because just this universe that wouldn't – that would be almost silly to think yeah. that they're all going to survive. Yeah. So I would say I am most confident Jon Snow is going to make it through the end of the season. I, I think – yeah, once, most. He, once he died and came back, you can't kill him again. <laughs> Although, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead, they did do that to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. They how did. Did that, that was terrible. So, a good point. They can't do that with Jon Snow. Yeah. yeah, we can't pull a Glenn. I forgot about that. That's funny. Don't pull a, Whatever you do, don't pull a Glenn. So, you're going. <laughs> you're Jon Snow. How about yourself? What do you think? I'm actually going to go with Bran. Mm, that uh, that's a really good pick. I think I like out of that. everybody, he to me, after all he's gone through and sort of where I think he's going and what they need him for, mm-hmm. and like the way he, you can tell a story through him, he yeah. would be the most surprising death for me. Yeah, you know, he might be. He's probably my number two in terms of what storyline am I most excited for. Yeah, like really excited to see like the extent of his powers and his influence. Yeah, Uh, so he'll be interesting, I think. Uh, Question number five. So right now, Cersei is on the throne, but who will be on the throne at the end of the season? The end of the season. So seven episodes, and I think some of these are going to be longer than an hour. So it almost is going to be like a full season, like 10 episodes, I think. Probably going to be close to 10 hours, I would imagine, but... There's no yeah. way it can be Cersei. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't. No, I, I don't think it can. 
I, I think it's going to be Daenerys. Um, oh, I, that's why I, I think it'll be her because I'm not ruling out her becoming the next mad queen, but oh, she, totally. she has to be like a good queen first. Yeah. She's got to get there. And so maybe, she's got- yeah, she'll have it. And then, but like in the last episode, she'll kill like a baby or something. And then you're going to be like, Oh my God. And then, and then it's going to cut. And then you go to the next season and then they got to get her out of there where she burns the whole place down. Yeah. We got to get to the point where we're kind of cheering for the white lockers. Like, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. All right. This was, this was a question that you had. This is number six. This is a great question. What really shitty thing do we expect will happen? Because there's obviously been a t- like you can't have Game of Thrones without horrible stuff happening. And I would say probably like try to think of the shittiest thing that you can think of, and it's probably going to be that. Um, it's I, mean, I did. I thought as soon as you as soon as you said that question, I had one in my head. Uh, what is it? I I don't have a great answer to this. Oh, my, without question, and I have this fear when I watch them is that one of the dragons dies. <laughs> that is the first thing that came into my head because I'm terrified. Like I was so mad when they were locked up. Like I, I, I hated yeah. that. And then they got out and now that they're going to be like participating in battles, there might mm-hmm. be some people that just, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like they seem pretty indestructible, but they might be able to pull it off. Like if you have enough arrows or enough, whatever other bullshit you have. And if a dragon dies, ooh, forget it. That was the worst. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, yeah, and it's it would probably be big foreshadowing for who's going to die. Is it going to be Danny, Tyrion, or Jon Snow? Uh, kind of the three-headed dragon there. Yes. Uh, th- that's, that's a really good one. Um, th- here's one that I... <laughs> those lines, I guess I would say, that I'm looking forward to, hopefully... Um, but could see them using that hope against us is uh, Arya reuniting with her wolf, Nymeria. Oh, yes. And then having a great reunion and then the wolf getting killed right in front of her. That's a good point. A dire wolf death or a dragon death are the worst deaths. Yes. So painful. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing worse. And then the, la- the last question as far as the seven questions for season seven. If you had to be a normal everyday person living in the Game of Thrones world, where would you live? And let's just keep it to the places that we've already seen, because yeah. I know you've you've probably found some other places in the books, but in yeah. the in the show, just the different kind of uh, lands that we've seen so far. Yeah, um, you know, I think I would be. There's it's basically a lot of shitty options. Um, I think. pretty much You're just. Just terrible. And, and a lot of it comes down to personal preference. So I've, I've talked about this question with other people. Um, so my answer is uh, I would be ironborn. I would be like just a sailor on the crew. Mm. Uh, and my reasoning is uh, I, I like the water. Yep. I like swimming. Yep. Um, they have a much more meritocracy type system where it's basically like if you're good at killing people and doing what you do. Um, you can get respect. Uh, and it's less... Uh, sort of this the the class system that is uh, throughout Westeros would drive me nuts. Like if you have a shitty lord, like you're in, you're in bad shape. Um, That's true. Like, but, well, let, let let me get to your answer. Uh, where would you live? 
I think Dorn. Mm. I think they got the the badass ladies who are yep. kind of assassins and lovers, and they yep. also have a a different kind of. That's essentially like, would you say Greece or what? What, what is Dorn supposed to be like? They're all supposed to be certain countries. Yeah, I I, I would say. Maybe not green. I mean, it's a place that's also on the water. It's got, it's got some beaches, it looks like. Yeah. It does seem a little bit more laid back. Like, they basically just, like, fight, drink, and have sex. And they're not yeah. they're not as worried about other stuff, like, totally. you, know, you were in King's Landing or, or all these other places. And it seems like, I don't know, like I, they don't have the best leader. Next, but that's the key. Is like, you don't want to, if you think that you should be in charge, that's when you die. But if you just kind of hang out and, and live live your life, I think you can do right. okay. Right. If you're just a, a random peasant, no, I, I I think Dorn's a great pick. Dorn would be my, be my number two for the reason you just said. It's, it's very progressive. You know? Yes. <laughs> sand snakes. I, I love a sand snake. Not a real snake, obviously, but just like a lady sand snake. That'd be perfect. The, the, the reason I, I could not go with Dorn, um, and I think you wouldn't do well either, is the sun. Mm, good point. Just, Way too pasty for Dorn. That's a good point. I would need a palapa. That's what I would need. That, <laughs> that would not work. Yeah, it'd probably end badly. Um, it's a, and the the other place where I would where I would think about would be Dothraki. Like, could you be one of those Dothrakis? Like, it's kind of same deal. Like, it's uh, it's much more a meritocracy. But I I don't know how to ride a goddamn horse. And, no, they're just like in the desert all the time too. Yeah, that's, always on the so that, that, that's a bit much for me. Yeah, that'd be terrible. I would I wouldn't be able to swing that one. All right, so those are the seven questions. You guys can uh, tweet us at Dork Podcast. You can also email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com with some of your answers to those questions. I also have a bonus question for you, Shark. Ooh, Is Cersei Lannister a top ten on screen villain of all time? I'm gonna say no. There's a I lot really, of villains out there. <laughs> I really like the Cersei character, but I'm not even sure she's a top, the top villain of Game of Thrones. Um, I think Ramsay, for me, might be a top 10 on-screen villain. Ooh, interesting. He, they definitely want you to think that he is because the way he does stuff is just so over the top. Right. But Cersei is... Man, like the way she like she, she's a little more subtle, I guess. Like I just I like her character more than Ramsey because Ramsey it got to the point where you're like, all right, now you're just you're like trying to be like the worst person ever. Yeah. Which I guess I mean that's what we're talking about. So maybe maybe he is. But so you would say if Ramsey's number one, is Cersei number two, or is there somebody else? She probably would be. So. I guess I have to parse out like characters I like eat and you think like, Oh, that's a great villain. Like I think Joffrey was a great villain. He was, sense, but he was also kind of like a little bitch. He like, was that too. It, it, like it was more, he wasn't necessarily like devious. Like he wasn't coming up with plans. He was just terrible. Um, well, and like Ramsey too, like, I don't know. Like the stuff so that he did with like uh, Theon, you're like, okay, like you've established it, and now you're just now it was overkill. Whereas like Cersei's just like every time she does something, you're like, oh man, like I can't believe she's doing that. But then it's not like to the point of just like shock value. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. The, the thing that I think may, to me makes Ramsay such a great villain is he 
really takes pleasure in like screwing with people's heads. Like the whole thing with Dion where he like pretended to save him. And, oh, like, great, yeah. and then he's, he's, then he's like, we're here. And he leads him right back to the, like the dungeon where, where he was originally. Yeah. That was crazy. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but I, I, I really love the Cersei character because she is so terrible, but I think in her mind, she thinks she's she's doing it for the right reasons, which are her kids. Like that's like all she's thinking about. Where she's now gonna, that she has some kids. Yeah, exactly. What's it going to be like now? I think the gloves are off. As you know, if they weren't before, like it's she's just just not going to care. Who's on her side right now? I mean, I guess uh, I guess Jamie, as far as she knows, is right. Like Jamie yeah. and and Braun technically work for her, and then Zombie Mountain. That's are we gonna get the Clegane Bowl this season, you think? Hmm. I bet we do. I wouldn't be surprised if they drew it out till next season. Um but it's it's definitely has to happen. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Um but yeah, because it, it just feels like Cersei's kinda like when they show her on the throne at the end, it's like so many people <laughs> have died from there. They were just overrun by like a cult for like the longest time. Like they're finally rid of them. And it's like, right. so where, like who are you even ruling? Like nobody recognizes you as like the queen. Totally. And you know, it's, it's funny. Um, Varys had a line talking about Littlefinger saying he would be like king if he could rule over ashes. Or I, I forget <laughs> the exact wording, but like that's, Pretty much where Cersei is, she's like Queen of Ashes. Like there's that's true. Know? That's true. Um, oh, so a good place to end on would be the two guys that you just mentioned. Two of the most fascinating characters, I would say, in the whole um, show and book. I'm sure is Varys and Littlefinger. So first, Varys. We know he's on the boat with Tyrion and Daenerys. What do you What do you expect from um, Varys this season? You know, <clears throat> I think Varys. Is going to be critical in uniting, and that's really what he's worked towards: is bringing together, and through many years and many uh, devious plans, putting someone on the throne who he thinks will be good for the realm. Finally, he thinks that's Daenerys. Um, I think what's really going to be interesting is when he understands the threat to the realm is now the White Walkers how will he react? It's no longer about the throne. It's about this crazy threat. It's just survival. Yeah. Um, so I, that's, that's what I think his role is going to be. It's, it's going to be a pivotal one. Uh, and then Littlefinger, what do you think? What's going on with him? Littlefinger, I think is going to be just the opposite. I think he's going to be just focused on getting the throne above all else. So he'll probably realize the threat of the white walkers and say, Yes, they're a threat to everyone, but as long as I get to sit on the chair, I'm going to do what I can and ignore them or yeah. who knows. Yeah, I think you're probably right. All right, any uh, final thoughts here on uh, whether it was recapping season six or looking ahead to season seven? Yeah, <clears throat> I think there's so much. You never know which way it's going to go, particularly like now that there are no books. Um, so that's really yeah, exciting. Um, you know, I, I touched on Bran, really excited to see that. Potential, I guess, is the other uh, is the other big theme for me. Whether it's uh, Arya and her wolf, it's uh, 
Danny with Westeros. Um, it's uh, there's just so many ways it can go. So I, I just can't wait for all of it. I know I'm pumped. Looking forward to it. It's the best show probably on TV right now, especially after a whole bunch of good ones that we just talked about on last week's episode have wrapped up. So uh, that'll do it for Shark here, and uh, we'll get to the pick of the podcast here in a moment. But Shark, thanks so much. No problem, Rich. Appreciate it. All right, thanks to Shark. Hopefully the audio wasn't too bad and you're able to uh, handle all that. We got a great email, and it was from our buddy Shime Time. And unfortunately, it was before the episode. He says, Buenos noches, gentlemen. I really hope that Rich and Shark haven't had an opportunity to record this week's episode yet because I wanted to throw some things your way and see if you can get some hashtag dork analysis on some of the plot points coming up this season on Game of Thrones. Of course, you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. He breaks it down three questions. Number one, I'm curious if you guys think that we'll find, if we'll get to find out if Dario is actually ruling Marine the way Danny wanted him to, if maybe he's going to sell it to the highest bidder, or if they'll even mention it now and the show writers will just try and pretend that Marine no longer exists. We did not mention this in the episode. I believe last year I asked Shark about it, uh, saying there's no way he can actually stay there, is there? And he thought maybe he would. He would listen to uh, Daenerys and he would stay there. They have so many characters, and usually to get rid of them, you have to kill them off. So this might be a rare time when he is just gone doing what she says, and we don't hear from him. But as soon as you forget, like completely forget about him, that might be when he shows up. Like, doesn't he have the feeling like if, if something actually is going bad for Daenerys, which it will, then maybe he'll show up with his like sickle. Seethe? What is that? Scythe? I don't know what that is. Number two. I mentioned this to Shark in an email I wrote way back when and feel the need to follow up. So the whole gravedigger theory was generally accurate, and our boy the Hound is alive and well, and I'm curious if you gentlemen believe we will inevitably get quite possibly the most anticipated fight of all time, a.k.a. Clegane Bowl, Sandor versus Gregor. Yeah, we hit on that. I think, yes. They've teased it enough. You know, Shark saying maybe we get it the following season, but... I don't know. I think I think now's the time. If they dedicated a whole episode to the Hound last year, I feel like there's going to be a payoff here with with this. I, I really do. And then this is the last one. This is the best. This is what made the email here from Shime Time. Uh, he says, number three, lastly, I made a bet with some buddies of mine during a 4th of July cookout this weekend. I may or may not have been indulging in a few fine beverages, but I now have $110 on the line. First of all, I love how it's $110. It's not a $100 bet. $110. He has $110 on the line that Jon Snow will end up marrying Arya at some point before the end of the series. <laughs> I'm curious your thoughts on if I even have a chance to win this or not. I just feel like the way they've highlighted their closeness, it also made it clear that Targaryens are all about the old incest, and we've been led to believe Danny may never marry again. There's got to be some chance that Jon marries a Stark girl and there's a 0% chance it's Sansa. Thanks, Shine Time. So <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. I No, I I don't think he marries Arya. I don't know if Arya is going to be the marrying type either. I think she's going to be a, uh, a lifelong assassin, and that can also maybe be a short life lived. But I think that is what she's going to be doing. But I absolutely love the passion, and I love that you have $110 invested in that. Good luck. You got two seasons to get that done. I, I hope you win. I really do. I also would like to know some of the other bets that you guys did not make. If those, if that's the one that you did lock down, what were some of the other ones that were thrown out? All right, let's get to the pick of the podcast, shall we? Pick of the pod. 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 P
of the podcast time. A couple of things for you. One, Preacher Season 2 is off to a great start. I think I'm an episode behind. I've watched the first couple episodes already liking it more than Season 1. Saint of Killers is going to be a big part of this season, and it just seems like it's a better flow uh, I, the you know the comedy's pretty good. The action's been great. Some gross out stuff, obviously, because it's preacher. But I've really enjoyed this season and the start to this season. And if it continues at this pace, maybe we'll do a standalone episode for preacher later on. Also, this is a follow up to one of Davy's picks of the podcast from a couple of weeks ago. Was Nick Kroll and John Mulaney have their oh hello Broadway special, and that is on Netflix right now. So those are the guys, of course, that do the Too Much Tuna. That is a part of it, but it's also a whole show that they do. The two of them, they work so well together, and it's hilarious. Now, early on, you'll notice it's just the two of them talking for a little while, but then they end up, you know, they pull the curtain, they get a whole set, and they do a whole thing. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it's a it's a good chunk. It's a, it's a well-worth-your-time comedy special. So I would absolutely give, oh, hello, your time of day. Next week on the podcast, Ryan Davey returns, the triumphant return of R. Von D. He'll be back as we break down his favorite character of all time in the world of comic books. That'd be Spider-Man. It's the sixth Spider-Man movie, first in the MCU, Spider-Man Homecoming. Feels like we've already seen the entire movie based on all of the previews and everything that's been out there. I think I saw, I didn't watch it today. But there was like a trailer or like a featurette with commentary. I'm like, just let the movie come out. Like, just enough. But we're going to break that down. Uh, I think we, we already tweeted out. If you check out at Dork Podcast, we ranked all of the Spider-Man movies to this point. Talk about all over the map. Some really good comic book movies, or really specifically one, but I would say a couple really good ones and a couple just dumps. And we'll see where where this one ranks. I'll tell you, the Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland, from what we saw in Civil War, already better than what we ever saw from Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. So if they can follow that up, maybe maybe have some, but not too much Iron Man in the movie. Let Spider-Man kind of Spider-Man it up. Then I think we should we should be in pretty good shape. So I'm excited to go see that. Get my nips ready for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming this weekend. And finally, you of course can subscribe and rate and review uh, to hashtag Dork on the iTunes. That helps us out a lot. You can stream the episodes as well. Weei.com/dork. Uh, friends of yours don't have iTunes or they have other ways to listen to it. Stitcher, Google Play. I think a lot of the places that have podcasts, we are on there. Of course, at Dork Podcast on the Twitter. We're trying to uh, you know tweet out trailers or different things that uh, that interest us. Uh, our YouTube channel is just YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. We are at, also on Snapchat. Not doing a ton with that yet, but jump aboard. Look up hashtag Dork Podcast on snapchat still selling t-shirts if you want to buy a t-shirt the black t-shirt with the hashtag dork logo on it you can go onto our uh twitter page it is pinned there or you can go to represent.com and then just simply search dork and that will be one that that pops up so feel free to do that um of course you can follow me at keith 21 davy at r von d on twitter and Twitch, so that'll do it for this week thanks for tuning in and hopefully the google hangout wasn't too much of a pain in the ass hopefully you could hear what we're saying. We're probably not going to do a lot of episodes again like that. I already, I already said that. But it just, you know, it's, an, it's another option. But anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week, breaking down a Spider-Man Homecoming right here on Hashtag Dork.